The internet is a wild, wild west baby, and it was even more so back in the early 20-teens. I love all things about the internet, man. All the unsolved mysteries, all the cute cat photos. Mostly the unsolved mysteries, though. I, you love all things about the internet? No, never mind. <laughs> say, it it chest, say it with your chest, Lori. Say it with your chest. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite things about the internet is the abundance of unsolved mysteries that are completely unique to the online world. We've talked a lot about them here, but I'm talking about the really long-running mysteries. Like, who hacked Sony back in 2014, really? Or who created the infamous, or famous, I guess, depending on your taste, website Eel Slap? Do you remember that? It's just a picture no. of a guy standing still, and if you clicked on him, he'd be slapped with eels. <gasps> you know, weirdly, eels have a lot of mystery. We've talked a little bit about eel um, procreation. Has nothing to do with the internet, but scientists don't know about that either. And there's probably no mystery more enduring than that of Lake City Quiet Pills, the Reddit mystery that stumped people online for more than a decade. Lake City Quiet Pills refers to an unsolved mystery about an image hosting website named LakeCityQuietPills.com, as you might have guessed. This is suspected to have been run by a Redditor named Religion of Peace. Some people believe that Lake City Quiet Pills was a front for ex-military contract assassins. And you heard that right. Assassins. Online. And people have attempted to draw connections between this site and a high-profile assassination of a real-world Hamas officer. It's also pretty likely that Quiet Pills is slang expression referring to bullets. I love that we went from like, we love internet mysteries. We love the eel slapping. Who hacked Sony? Today, <laughs> we're talking about an underground assassination ring. <laughs> but it's true. As you guys will figure out today, that's only scratching the surface of this very weird, sometimes disturbing rabbit hole that dates all the way back to the 1990s. So join us today as we dive into the waters, somewhat reluctantly, of Lake City Quiet Pills. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original for Parcast. I'm Loey, your friendly neighborhood true believer of the day, uh, ready to, I guess, explore this deep, dark internet mystery with all of you. And I am Eleanor, your friendly neighborhood eel stan. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm sad that eels will no longer be mentioned in today's podcast episode. We can keep it going. <laughs> I think that might be the motif. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that'll be the herald of the app. You know what I mean? We'll just like, every time that it gets a little too intense, we'll just take it back to eels, baby. Yeah, yeah. The eel pit, a little slither. I think it works. <laughs> Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, we might scare ourselves into staying up all night, but one thing is for sure, this is a hefty one, and we are glad to have you guys along for the ride. To say that this is like, I think the longest episode of this podcast, at least that we're recording, I think would be an understatement. There's so much to talk through today. If this topic sounds familiar to you, it's because it was mentioned in a list of like three unexplained internet mysteries over on my channel, Loey Lane. However, today we're going to be diving into a lot more of the nitty gritty. When I initially talked about this, there was just like, there's no time in the world. Like there's not enough time in the day to get through all of the fine details of this story. However, we're going to try our best, man. Like <laughs> there are so many characters. We have people with a million different Reddit names who all might be the same person. It's very complicated. 
Also, a massive shout out to Nexpo over on YouTube, um, the artist formerly known as Nightmare Expo, who's one of my favorite YouTubers, but is really like one of the main sources we got most of this from. He really broke down the story, explained it super well, and well enough for my little peanut brain anyway, that I walked away <laughs> feeling like I kind of knew what was going on. Yes, thank you, Nexpo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dumbing it down for <laughs> the girlies like us. <laughs> So the story of Lake City Quiet Pills begins on July 17th, 2009. What grade were you in? I was in oh, the 10th wow. grade. 2009? Um, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> what year was I born? Um, I would have been 13, so... Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I would have been in, like, 8th grade. Oh, my God. Well, in your middle school days, meanwhile, the internet was going nuts. Middle school me was honestly a sleigh. I was more fun and cute in middle school than any other time in my life, inclusive of right now. I love that for you. I really do. I wish I could go back to my middle school self and give her a little hug, but she was not cool at all. <laughs> my high school self was cool, though. So it was on this day, July 17th, 2009, when a Redditor named 2-6 made a post on Reddit titled, The End of Religion of Peace. He died today. That is such a dramatic way to say that you're like someone you know died. It really is. Like, I also <laughs> the end of religion of peace. Like wow. I need to preface this whole story by saying that when I was reading over our notes for the episode, if you guys are confused, I was already like, who? What? Like what yeah. are we literally talking about? So these are our two main characters, right? Religion of peace and two dash six. For now, they'll for be now. our main characters for now. So this Redditor comes on saying that a user named Religion of Peace had passed away at the age of 79. The post was long, rambling, and filled with typos, but it provided a lot of important information for this story. Religion of Peace was a moderator for a really inappropriate subreddit that we will talk about momentarily. And that was why 2-6 supposedly was coming on to this Reddit to say, by the way, this person that used to moderate your Reddit is dead. The end. Goodbye. I just can't get over that. The end of Religion of Peace. That's so dramatic. I kind of live. <laughs> I kind of. That's one of the only parts of this story and these people that I support. <laughs> So Religion of Peace is this Reddit moderator. He also hosted an image hosting website called That Old Guy's Image Host. His name was Milo. He used to be in the army. And according to this post by 2-6, his ashes were allegedly spread at a mall where a farm used to stand. I think it was like one from his childhood, according to the Milo lore of it all. And this thread was the only like standing example of 2-6's activity on Reddit. Suspicious. It's like Suspicious. when you get in a fight with someone on Twitter and all of a sudden like a new Twitter account that was created five <laughs> minutes ago starts chiming in and you're like, who could this be? <laughs> uh, okay, so if you're still confused, here's a little bit more about Religion of Peace, aka Milo, and the subreddit that he was a moderator for. So before he stopped posting, Milo moderated the jailbait subreddit, okay? <gasps> We all know what we're talking about here. All right, if you've never heard of it, this subreddit, which thankfully does not exist anymore, um, score one for the internet in a shocking yeah, turn of really. events. This included these really gross, inappropriate images that were essentially as close to like child corn as you can get without breaking any laws. Really gross, mm -hmm. really nasty. Thankfully, it was shut down in 2012. Now, unfortunately, most of the images that were found on this subreddit could also be found on Milo's other page, Old Guy's Image Host. That was the name of the site. Mm -hmm. Literally gross. Like, we know from the name, it's probably a little, not to be ageist, yeah. but a little sus, a little sus, right? So on the subreddit, Milo also expressed an interest in politics. So we have, like, these disgusting images and Milo being 
disgustingly political. He, yeah. he would also post like these derogatory things about the libs and the commies and oh, you know like this God. type of vibe. Okay, so <laughs> we have the building block of nasty images. We have the building block of pretty rancid political views. Yes. On top of that, he was also interested in assassination. So we have the trifecta. Okay. He used to say that there were things that the legal system couldn't fix. This is a quote from Milo. He said, quote, I can think of any number of criminal organizations that would benefit from a dose of Lake City quiet pills. I want to say, this is a topic I have looked into extensively, and I did not know that Milo had said this. And at this point, hearing that he said, there are any number of people who could benefit from a dose of Lake City quiet pills. Mm -hmm. The 79-year-old man is an emo. Like, <laughs> like, freaking, like, he's just sitting in a basement somewhere, like, saying all of this stuff. At least that's how I see it. So where we're at right now is that, of course, we had this Milo person who is this really, like, shoddy, terrible dude, as Eleanor was saying. And now we have 2-6 coming to the internet saying that he's gone. So Redditors, who read 2-6's post, are like, this is really interesting. Like, Milo didn't say he was sick. He didn't say anything. You know, they're posting jailbait, but I guess they were pretty chummy with each other. I, I don't know. They seemed pretty friendly from everything that I'm seeing. So the Redditors start digging. Soon, Redditors digging into the mystery discovered an account on the website FARC for 2-6. Now, FARC was like a sort of a forum to comment on different news articles and things that have come out. And I quote here, 2-6 says, Dispensing Lake City quiet pills to lousy bastards in need of permanent rest since 1968. This made people believe that this was the same 2-6 Redditor that announced Milo's death. Question. Yes. Why would this make people believe that it was the same Redditor who announced Milo's death and not Milo? Wasn't Milo the one who called them Lake City quiet pills? That's yes. yes. So like when did 2-6... Why would people believe it was him and not just Milo? So Lake City Armory is a government-run armory that makes, like, bullets and stuff for, I guess, like, the military weapons and stuff like that and mm -hmm. government weapons. And then Quiet Pills is slang for bullets. So I don't know if this is particularly common jargon, but at this point, at least, we, we don't know what was going through people's heads, I guess, right. when they were, like, looking into this. But right now they're just thinking 2-6, not Milo. Although okay. we will get into that, of course. Okay. According to the News Blender, 2-6's posts were connected to an email with an unusual website name, Lake City Quiet Pills. We keep hearing that phrase, don't we? LakeCityQuietPills.com. This website itself seemed basic, if not a bit strange. It contained almost exclusively images of young girls really similar to the jailbait subreddit gross. Reddit keeps digging through all of this, but many were very skeptical. All of this publicity convinced doubters that it was all being done to generate traffic to LakeCityQuietPills.com. So they're thinking maybe Milo didn't die, maybe this is 2-6, or 2-6 is Milo, etc. So to find out more, people started looking into the code of the website to see if they could figure out anything more about the mysterious domain. This is so many steps. I, I'm really, like, I, I'm at a bit of a loss because seemingly this person announced that Milo died. And then this group of people mm -hmm. found evidence of this person who made the announcement on a completely different site, which has led them to a completely different site. Yeah. Like, there's just so many steps these people are taking <laughs> to Dedication. solve. Like, I'm just, I'm confused. And sadly, this is where the story gets even weirder. So if you're already like, these people are nuts, 
it's going to get nuttier. So while looking into the source code for this website, a hidden message forum was found. There were messages that referred to somebody named Shade taking care of a calendar, somebody named Angel having job postings for Europe and Asia, and specifics about people not being sent to ME, which some assume is an acronym for the Middle East. One poster, who was assumed to be 2-6, told everyone in the secret message board that they'd found Milo dead. On September 30th, 2009, the user posted an announcement that he bricked Milo's iron key. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Now, an iron key is an encrypted USB stick that intelligence operatives are said to use. So there's so many words and so much verbiage in this episode. Are we lost? Are we hanging on? How do we feel, guys? Well, really and truly, when people were digging into the source code of this website, I mean, it was clearly like jargon that was meant to be used, I guess, for people who would have known what an iron key was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that word off the top of my head, but whoever is using this website is probably familiar with them. And the fact that, of course, this like secret job posting board is secret means that they're probably doing some slightly shoddy things Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So, okay, to recap. Mm Mm-hmm. 2-6 posted on Reddit that Milo was dead. Yes. People found 2-6's account on another site, Mm -hmm. which led them to another site that he seemed to own. Yes. Which led them to investigate that site, the code, and they found a secret message board where he gave more information about the fact that Milo was dead. I know it took us many steps to get there, but that is where we currently Okay. The dedication is just unfreaking <laughs> Like, I'm telling you, man, if it's not on the first page of Google, I don't keep searching. <laughs> but most interesting was that among all of the response messages were something that looked like job postings, including listings such as immediate need, 8 to 10 Chinese slash Korean, fluent Korean dialect accent, details after contact, 12-week half-pay sequester on refusal. Another listing is two ground types, fluent Farsi, Arabic, French, no papers, no problems, and need formed group, 8 to 10, single op, delivery bonus, gentleman's agreement insurance, immediate need. So, you know, I don't know what all that means, but they're looking a little, like, what kind of jobs are you advertising? It's suspect. It's It's shady. For sure. Soon after, Redditors started looking into the name Lake City Quiet Pills a little bit more, trying to figure out what exactly it meant. It was discovered that a government-owned ammunition plant based out of Independence, Missouri, was called Lake City Ammunition Plant. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, listen, this is big. If it is all a hoax, it's pretty well planned. I mean, they have their details down to a T. On the surface, it looks as if an assassination operation may have been uncovered on accident. There was... Absolutely no evidence to that, though. We're really jumping to conclusions here. It wasn't really until the next thing that was discovered that this mystery went into high gear and into the realm of believing that this could be an underground potential assassination group. Mm -hmm. And certainly for me at this point, I was like, okay, we've seen this before, right? People who want to start like hoaxes. I was like, 2-6 is definitely the one who's leading these people to all these different sites, Mm -hmm. right? He's just pretending to be different accounts and pretending like he's trying to solve the mystery, but in reality, actually like getting people to the end of this game. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a genius. I figured it out. 2-6 has nothing on me. But, but this story gets a little more legitimate than I was expecting. So on January of 2010, 2-6 posted messages about a party in Milo's honor that would be taking place at the Marriott on 46. 
and instructed that the phones there are not secure. Now, it was scheduled for January 19th of that year around 3 p.m. On that day, around 3 p.m., a Hamas officer named Mahmoud al-Mabu checked into a hotel room in Dubai and was assassinated a few hours later. Now, soon after, 2-6 thanked everybody for the party and posted a list itemizing over $96,000 in expenditures with questionable titles. So it leads you to ask, did these guys literally assassinate somebody Or did they at least know that this would happen beforehand? Up next, we'll be talking about whether or not Lake City Quiet Pills are a front for assassinations, and also truly discovering just how deep this rabbit hole goes. They say time heals all wounds, but sometimes time can do anything but. Welcome to Cold Cases, the new Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Carter Roy. Every Monday, join me as I revisit the clues and miscues of some of the most elusive criminal cases in history. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, each episode of Cold Cases explores the many types of crime, the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Will justice be served? Only time will tell. Follow Cold Cases free and only on Spotify. All right, if you're still with us, here's where we're at. I'm on the life raft, man. I've got my little stick in the water. I'm paddling us to shore. Baby in the shore is figuring out the mystery of Lake City Quiet Pills. Here's what we know, okay? We know that the original mystery started with Religion of Peace on Reddit. We know that 2-6 came in, said that this person is dead. All of that leads people to LakeCityQuietPills.com, where there are all of these mysterious job postings and a posting about a party that correlates with the assassination of a prominent Hamas officer. Are we still holding on? I feel like I barely am, and I am your fearless leader, so I will keep trudging. And of course, almost as soon as Redditors had discovered the Hamas connection, Lake City Quiet Pills went super viral on Reddit, YouTube, Twitter, and so on. The game was on, so to speak. Was this an ARG? Was this a hoax? Or was it a front for illegal activity? Just as soon as the connection was made, the code for Lake City Quiet Pills was changed and became encrypted. What had once been easy-to-read messages, if you knew how to get into the back end of the site, now became a frustrating set of numbers and symbols. When Redditors began to decipher that, it became encrypted again, and this time the encryption could not be broken and has never been hacked into again. I love that Redditors think that, like, they're smart enough to break into the site as if it, like, I'm really sitting here like it was intended to be broken into, right? I'm I'm fully on board like it's a game. It's a hoax. Like he's the one running this 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 game. That's honestly true. I mean, listen, many people do argue that this has the makings of an ARG, which alternate reality games, aka ARGs, often utilize the internet to create weird, complicated puzzles. They've been known to hint at conspiracies and cover-ups, so this does of course make sense. But there's one slight problem with that. According to the website Unresolved, they ask Why would someone spend years of their life dedicating time to creating a really intricate puzzle or hoax and then immediately shut it down as soon as anyone discovers it? 
The most likely possibility, an unresolved opinion, is that Lake City Quiet Pills was a website established as a job posting board for former military members. They chose to recruit from among a pool of friends instead of choosing to network. It's possible that this was mostly contracting work, stuff like security and bodyguards, who often provided protection for companies and business executives. I know we just talked about the fact that people were potentially hired as like security guards and bodyguards and stuff like that, according to Unresolved's opinion. However, they also said that they believed that people could be hired for assassination. Okay. I'm still not buying it, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Lots of people, I guess, when or I guess maybe you at home would think like, okay, case closed. Maybe it's like something shady. Who knows? Not the case for the internet and not the case for me, okay? There are countless theories about what Lake City Quiet Pills really was. There's still an active subreddit devoted to this mystery. But there hasn't been a deep dive as exhaustive as the one we mentioned earlier by YouTuber Nexbo, who hired private investigators to get to the bottom of this mystery. He's dedicated. Dedicated. He's dedicated. Even more dedicated than the Redditors. <laughs> and his conclusion... I think you're all probably thinking the same, is that Milo and 2-6 are the same person. Dun, dun, dun. Shocker, shocker, shocker. I assumed this as soon as I started reading our notes. I don't know how many of you guys thought the same. So buckle in. This gets deep, right? In April of 2022, Nexpo released a documentary on the topic that disputes that the Lake City Quiet Pill site is tied to the assassination of the Hamas agent. However, he does think that while everybody was focused on that aspect of the mystery, they missed out on a few loose ends that he hoped to tie up, specifically Milo's age. Now, if you guys remember, on Reddit, Milo claimed to be 79 and a World War II vet. I also love how people are like, how could he have died? I'm like, he's 79. It's not that yeah. old. You know what I mean? Like, not that crazy. How could he have just gone? Yeah. Expired. <laughs> but in one comment on the Ask Reddit subreddit, he claimed to be 70 in July. Mm. So a bit of a discrepancy. And when Nexpo looked at an old archive of the Lake City Quiet Pills online, there was an obituary saying, rest in peace, Milo. January 20, 1930 to July 17, 2009. So not only did he get his age wrong, he got his birth month wrong, coincidentally even giving the month he died as his birth month. Nexpo also discovered in the archived version of Lake City Quiet Pills that many of the photos were still viewable and contained a watermark for a website called drunkenstepfather.com. How many website URLs can we get? I apologize to let you all know that there are <laughs> a few more before we finish this episode out, but drunkenstepfather.com is a photo archive of naked celebrities. Not drunken stepfather. That's Not like drunken so... stepfather, like, ugh. Yeah. Ewie. Yeah. Not a great dude. No, no, no. Milo in general, no matter what Milo is, who Milo is, like he sucks. Yeah. He really Slap sucks. him with an eel for yeah. sure. He doesn't even deserve the eel. No, not even <laughs> the sweet eel caress. <laughs> Keep the eel away from him. But if you do a forum search on drunkenstepfather.com for that old guy's image host, a post made by none other than 2-6 pops up. The thread is 75 pages long, spanning for four whole years, 2010 to around the time that Lake City Quiet Pills closed in 2014. The thread reveals that multiple people had replaced 2-6 as the owner of Lake City Quiet Pills over the next few years. One of the comments left by one of these owners had an IP address that Nexpo identified as coming from New Jersey. I promise this is relevant. It's always Jersey, man. It always is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> On a personal level, it's always Jersey. Okay. 
Next, Nexbo wanted to figure out when exactly the Lake City Quiet Pills website was even created. And he discovered that the website was first registered in September of 2001, utilizing a domain host called crystalwind.com. Now, when exploring the earliest archive of this website, Nexbo found it used to have a placeholder message saying it was a placeholder for ensim underscore basic dot rackshack.net which Nexpo could not find any info on. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, like, who knows what was going on there? That's the true internet urban legend of the day. But this is also important for later, so remember that too. So when he checked the archives from 1998, Nexpo found Crystal Wind was actually a consulting company for people who needed help with web hosting created by a man named Mike. We have more characters, more, more characters. domains, it never ends. Over the course of the next year and a half, it turned out that Mike was overly opinionated about politics, very much like Milo. I think all of our characters might be the same person. Hmm. I think they might all be the same person, <laughs> Loie. Oh, my God. Call me Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it from the beginning. You knew it from the beginning, Sherlock. If you continued to search the Crystal Wind website and you clicked on the Our Customers tab, all you see there is a message with a smiley face, followed by the quote, the crystal wind is the storm, and the storm is data, and the data is life. The Player's Litany from The Long Run by Daniel Keyes Morin. In June of 2001, the entire website was replaced by that very caption, and it remained this way until after 9-11, when it suddenly became a hyper-patriotic page that threatened the perpetrators of 9-11 with physical violence. So Mike is apparently, you know, going on this website, and he's like, gonna... I guess, do something about it himself by putting military propaganda all over it. It stayed this way for years. No more links, no more messages, nothing. And then, on April 1st, 2004, the website updates into the placeholder for NSIM underscore basic, the same one on Lake City Quiet Pills. So there's a lot more that connects the dots, but I feel like you guys get the basic point. This is all one shady, <laughs> nasty person. 2-6, Milo, Michael A., literally everybody. Also, Religion of Peace, who used to reference Daniel Keyes Morin, the same author from that Crystal Wind post on Reddit all the time. Old posts from Religion of Peace and 2-6 misspelled a very specific word, muriatic acid, which is supposed to be pronounced muriatic acid, it's the real word, in similar contexts. How many people are typing out that word in the first place? <laughs> the latest archive of Crystal Wind also has the same encrypted messages the Lake City job board did at the end. And in case you thought we forgot about that New Jersey connection, how could we? I certainly could not. <laughs> Where do you think Crystal Wind's IP address was found? That's right, New Jersey. So I think it's safe to say we have one creepy dude slithering around the internet doing a bunch of creepy, shady stuff. Also, remember how we mentioned earlier that Nexbo hired private investigators? Well, those investigators found an email address tied to an old 2-6 email account from 2009, from before the Lake City mystery. Now, when this email address is reverse searched, it's tied to a 67-year-old man named Michael A., the owner of a little site called Crystal Wind. So, so... So, we know that 
2-6, we know that everyone is the same person. We know that there was no Milo. There is no 2-6. It's all Michael A, basically. Mm -hmm. Mike, whoever this person is, who seemingly ran an image hosting website, had insanely, you know, specific political views, did some shitty stuff on the internet, then faked his death to garner attention to the Lake City website. Because why else would he be doing all of this if not to garner attention to that like why would he kill his character off instead of just like going offline that's why i don't believe it's an assassination ring this is so like i'm sorry you're telling me that this like attention hungry narcissist mm-hmm. who like wants all these eyes on him is the one running an underground and successful assassination ring i literally just don't buy it the fact that we on our our little pod are talking about whether this is the case leads me to For believe sure. it is very much not the case do you know what i mean but how did they know? Like, how did they know? I just... I mean, Milo's super shady. He's yeah. done a bunch of illegal shit, even if it's not assassinations. Mm-hmm. And he has vocalized his political opinions far and wide to other people who do shady shit. I would not be surprised if, like, someone in this group caught wind of maybe something. But I'm really more inclined to believe it's a coincidence. That's Truly. just so crazy. It's so crazy because, like, reading through all of this and, like, you're not wrong. It's very possibly a coincidence. I guess that like the it's so I don't know. I don't even really know what I think, to be totally honest mm-hmm. with you. I think that I'm somewhere in the middle of I understand that logically speaking, if this was an assassination website, they did the shittiest job of all time hiding their tracks and purposefully drew attention to themselves. So right. that doesn't make a lick of sense. However, it's just it's like the craziest timing. And I think that I say that as someone who looked into the assassination case a lot. It's two completely separate, like fascinating stories between Lake City Quiet Pills and the assassination themselves, whether or not they're actually connected. It's so hard to say. It's so hard hard to say say. because it both seems impossible that like this person would be running a legitimate assassination ring and be so attention hungry. It just doesn't make sense. Like make all these like it seemingly intentional slip ups for people to pay attention to him. But it also is such a specific date and time for this to happen. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. One thing that's really, really interesting about this, and we found this out in May of this year, is that Religion of Peace started liking posts on Reddit again. Milo's account, Milo, quote unquote, is now active on Reddit again, despite him being supposedly dead for a decade. He got bored. He got bored. He literally got <laughs> bored. He was like, quit telling everybody I'm dead. Literally. I, I just, I don't know. The fact that this is so easy to track really leads me to believe that this is just somebody who's like a little bit unwell. So obviously from the beginning of the podcast, you pretty much were on the train of, you know, none of these people were different people. It's all the same person. And of course, for purposes of the story, we, you know, kind of kept them separate until Mm -hmm. the reveal, you know, here at the end. But I think you and I are entirely in agreement that everyone's one person. There was no shade. There was no two to six. There is no Milo. Mm -hmm. It's all Michael, Michael A., Do you think that Michael A. had any knowledge of this assassination whatsoever? Or do you think it's like a crazy coincidence? I think if he had any incriminating knowledge or anything to do with it, um, he would not be liking posts on Reddit. Mm. He is not so hidden that 
a government would not be able to find him, you know, if this is like a, a large scale publicized yeah. mystery, like did this person on Reddit kill a prominent Hamas officer? Like someone would be looking into it. And if there was any legitimacy to that claim, there would be some kind of follow up. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't just be liking posts on Reddit through his same account. Actually, I really want to know what you guys think about this episode. Even if you've never used hashtag gruesome twosome all over the internet and given us your opinion on an episode, we want what you have to say on this one because we are confused. I am I'm confusion. confusion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I speak for myself, but I too am confusion. Do you think that Lake City Quiet Pills had anything to do with the assassination of Mahmoud al-Mabou? Do you think that this is all an insane coincidence? Do you think it meets somewhere in the middle? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loey and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Mehra and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loey Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. Hi, I'm Carter Roy, host of the Spotify original from ParCast, Cold Cases. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, explore the many types of crime the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Catch a new episode of Cold Cases every Monday. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.